0: You brought on my Giants, and I just want to break it off for everybody up top. I am not one of these Giants fans that was crying tears because the Eagles are pieces of shit. I don't think that a 6-10 and 10 team has the right to bitch and moan that you didn't make the playoffs. Don't
1: bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you missed us. We missed you. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, but today we are excited because this is the first time, at least in our lifetime, that we have a super wild card weekend. Six games, three today, three tomorrow. Uh... Unfortunately, Charles' team just missed the playoffs, so so this weekend would have been even better for both of us. But it's still going to be exciting to see. I'm excited to see this new format, Um, and we're going to talk some football. And speaking of, speaking of, I'm gonna just say this right off the bat. Uh, I think what they should do going forward is start the year, uh, start the season a week earlier. Just have eight teams make the playoffs in these conference, and then give everybody a bye. Because we're seeing it this year that, and we've always known this, but football is such a, a physical sport. You really need rest more than anything else. And the fact that only one team gets a bye, I think I think is unfair. i rather just have eight teams make the playoffs. You know, whoever has the f- number one seed obviously still has home field throughout and just give everybody a week off, like that week between Christmas and New Year's. Give them a the week off. And then and then start the playoffs, you know, the first weekend in January, like they, you know, like it is now. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't really care if everyone gets a bye week. I get for the health reasons, like if they if it happens, I wouldn't be against it at all. Um, I kind of like the old school Iron Man approach of, well, you're in the playoffs, so play next week and keep winning, because both of our teams have been that wild card team that didn't get the bye and still won a ring. My only issue with this weekend isn't the the boomer-esque. Oh, man, you know, back in my day, everyone didn't make the playoffs. Actually, no, that's not even what, like, my biggest concern is. I'm actually upset in regards to your team's game, your Steelers versus the Browns, which at the time of recording is tomorrow at 8.15. I'm just upset for the Browns because they don't have their head coach because of COVID, not even because of their own problems, Mm -hmm. like something completely out Mm -hmm. of their control. And I know, you know, you're a Steelers fan and you have no love for Ohio, but it's like everybody wants to see – the, the dog pound, at least be competent and actually see this rivalry. You know what I mean? Like as a giants fan, I have no dog in this fight, no pun intended. And it just upsets me that the Browns, the underdog of the rivalry doesn't even have their coach now. And it's not even because same old Browns, you know, it's because of COVID. So that just kind of puts a damper to me because that's actually the game just as a fan, I was looking forward to the most based off the rivalry.
1: Um, yeah, and again, if everybody had a buy, maybe they would have their coach by by, by next week. Um, no facts, that's exactly why I said I'm not against it because
0: it's ironic you said that for that reason. Again, the Browns are more of an analytical coaching team. At least that's what I've heard. I'm not a Browns fan, so if you disagree with that, let us know. Um, You brought on my Giants, and I just want to break it off for everybody up top. I am not one of these Giants fans that was crying tears because the Eagles are pieces of shit. I don't think that a six and 10 team has the right to bitch and moan that you didn't make the playoffs as everyone here that listens to our pod knows at the beginning of the season, when we just did a a little preview. I didn't think highly of my giants at all. I was talking to you. I don't even remember if we were recording. I might've just been talking to you saying, man, I'll be shocked if we win more than two games. Like I had no faith going into this season. So six and 10, I'm pleasantly surprised we could have been eight and eight, uh, Joe Judge had no offseason, no preseason, ended up having a competitive defense with pretty much the same team Pat Shermer had. Leonard Williams looks like he's worth the trade, and you know I shit all over that trade. Mm-hmm. So as far as a Giants fan goes, I'm happy. I I, I feel better going into the next season than I did coming in. And, the next and no Saquon all year. Exactly. We lost our best player on offense, and the, a rookie coach that had no preseason figured that shit out better than Pat Shermer could have. So Mm -hmm. I'm not mad. Like some people were portraying the Giants fans. I, I felt weird. I'm in the Giants fan social media space, right? I didn't see as many Giants fans as people were claiming, bitching that the Eagles did that no more than any other fans of the sport, right? Like everybody besides diehard Eagles fans thought it was bullshit what Doug Peterson did. So I thought it was weird that pretty much Cowboys fans and Jets fans were jumping all over Giants fans saying well maybe you should have won the games where it's pretty much like who the fuck are you guys to be talking to us like that sorry for the cussing but this is football and i really don't
1: know how not to curse when it comes to certain things but <laughs> but even even some eagle fans are upset about that so you know, you know that's that's the thing I'm, yeah I, I if if i were a Giants fan thank god i'm not but if i were i'd be proud of this season It's and and I told you anyway, like, I think it would make more sense for you guys to miss the playoffs regardless because of the fact that now you have, I mean, you're still right outside the top 10. I think you have the 11th pick. So winning that sixth game pushed you further back even more. But in a division, like, you know, we had, and we had this argument a couple of weeks ago when the Giants were playing well in a division in which everybody kind of sucks. And everybody's kind of in the, in the middle of the pack and actually behooves the teams to not make the playoffs because they have a better chance of getting better earlier than the team that made the playoffs. Um, I mean, you, you know, and you and you were saying that and also to your credit, because you are a Giants hater,
0: self-proclaimed Giants hater. That's not me talking shit to you. <laughs> um, you were being pretty objective about both sides of what because i said i I would rather win because you don't know what happens when you get into the playoffs and the whole point of the game is to win right right and you and you respected that because you said that before the winning streak so once you once we started winning you said hey man go for it and i get what you're saying because chase young last season you know what i mean like we we, if we didn't beat the redskins we we'd have chase young right now so i understand what you're saying i understand the point of what you're saying one 100%. 100%. I just like I just want to clarify. I'm not even against what you're saying in that sense. I'm against tanking on purpose.
1: And it's not because of... Oh, oh, oh actually, I'm glad you said that. Because, and you know what? I'll, I'll let you finish the point because I'm going to get to that later. Um, I hate tanking, period. And football especially makes zero sense. Yeah. It's zero. And
0: you know what my biggest problem is? And this is why the Doug Peterson thing pisses me off. Objectively pisses me off. Even if it wasn't my team. This, this would be annoying the hell out of me. And if you're an Eagles fan, I think you'll appreciate what I'm about to say. The Eagles in the 2020 draft drafted, I, I might butcher his first name, but he, uh, Jalen Rager at mm-hmm. a TCU, right? You know who was picked after him?
1: Justin the Jefferson. person
0: that I think is the rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles tanking that game, a game that they were competitive and the team wanted to win. The team was upset that they put Sudfeld in. They went from the ninth pick to the sixth pick and the people making these decisions in Philadelphia, I doubt Philadelphia fans actually have the confidence that they're going to get that much different of a, of a talent at six than they would have got at nine basing off the drafts they've had under Doug Peterson.
1: Yeah. Especially when, even if you're trying to get the best receiver this year's class, one isn't as good as last year's class and two I don't think there's a clear cut number one. So even if they gamble on somebody again this year, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's there's no guarantee. Do they take Waddle? Do they take Smith? Do they take uh, Jamar Chase? Do they say, you know, what? we should have taken the guy from LSU, so let's take Jamar Chase this year, uh, who a lot of people think is better than Justin Jefferson? Um that's going to be interesting. I, For a football perspective, I didn't like it because it sends the wrong message to your team. Like, I keep trying to explain to everybody, especially Jets fans, players don't want to tank. It makes no sense for a, for a player to say, let's lose, because why am I helping you draft my replacement? You know what I mean? Like, Jets fans like, oh, my God, I can't believe we won those two games. If you're Sam Darnold, why in God's name would you want to win those games? I mean, would you want to lose those games? Knowing that they're – knowing – that, that means you're, you're going to get replaced. There's no guarantee he's going to get another job. Look at Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen been bounced around the league and never even really got a chance, and he's in the same draft class. So if you're Sam Darnold, why in God's name would you want to lose a bunch of games so that you know they're going to draft your replacement? If you're anybody else on that team, why would you want to lose games knowing that there's a good chance they draft your replacement? It, you know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't make sense. And if you're an Eagles fan... I mean, if you're an Eagles player, it's like, yo, not only was this a game, this is a game against our rivals, us losing that game guaranteed that our rivals make the playoffs. So we have a young dude. We want to see what he what he has, because the Eagles don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. And so, yeah, maybe at six, they can get a better quarterback. But maybe they have their guy in Jalen Hurts. They don't know now. And I'm not saying that if he balled out in the second half of that game, that would have sealed the deal that he's the starting quarterback going forward. But it didn't help the process at all. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know. And I don't
0: I, even think that uh, Carson Wentz is going to be the guy he once was, which, by the way, in the story of football, if we're telling the story, Carson Wentz is a blip. He's, he's not even the main character in the Eagles championship win. So these people that think he's going to get back to this MVP level, guys, 10 weeks, four years ago, he was playing at an air quotes, MVP level, and he has not been that player since. So I think it's very weird that all these people have this faith in this quarterback that has never proved a damn thing. He's proved that he can't play in January. That's the only thing he's proven over the course of his NFL career. And yes, I'm being harsh on it because there's so many people that keep giving him more leash that, that just keep having this blind faith in him. And he's getting what, like 60 million owed owe to him. And he didn't even play in that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a weird situation. It's a weird situation in that, in that division period. Like I said, if you're Washington, great. You made the playoffs. Great. You're facing Tom Brady uh, and the Buccaneers, a game they might lose. And again, they already got rid of Dwayne Haskins. We don't know what oh, yeah, we, Alex... we didn't even talk about that. That's that's crazy, man. Oh, I just want to say
0: you said Josh Frozen, right? And now he's just a uh, Dwayne Haskins. I want to point out to everybody that my drafting, I, I'd be the I'd be like Rex Ryan. I could get all these defensive players out of the draft and be kind of decent building that team. I suck. Unless it's obvious, like a Deshaun Watson or a Lamar Jackson. I have sucked at picking a quarterback. Because in the draft with Josh Rosen, there was a time where he was the the consensus, like, oh, he's going to be good, and I said, oh yeah, let, let just let's draft Josh Rosen to sit behind Eli. And last year, or two years ago now, with. Dwayne Haskins I definitely wanted him and to your credit Brett you were like no you don't you do not want him and I'm like he's breaking all these records at Ohio State in the Big Ten and you're like that's great he's an Ohio State quarterback you can't trust him in the pros now I don't know if you still hold that feeling with Justin Fields but I do (laughs) oh my god were you right about Dwayne Haskins that's more of an attitude issue than a talent issue which is even more disappointing
1: well to answer your question yeah I still feel that way about Justin Fields but but look it's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's, and that's, and that's, the, and that's what makes football so great. Right. Cause it's like, how do you manage this football team? Washington might not have a quarterback next year. And this was a draft that they could have gotten a quarterback, whether it be a Justin Fields, whether it be a Zach Wilson, whether it be a Trey Lance, and they might've just played themselves out of getting that player. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but again, to your point, if you have a chance to make the tournament, you make the tournament because you never know, especially when you have a defensive line like they do with a young star like Chase Young. You never know because, as you know, as a Giants fan, that D line could take you all the way to a Super Bowl. So, man, and,
0: and not to, and I don't know when we're gonna bring it up, but me and you want to talk about who are award winners are for the season because the season's done we can say who we think the mvps are the rookies of the years are defensive players are right right what's the player of the year I, i'm I, i'm gonna toss over to you but without a doubt the defensive rookie of the year is chase young
1: here's the funny thing there was a lot of great play this was a great year for rookies both offensively and defensively jeremy chin the safety for the panthers had an amazing year and unfortunately they only won four games so he might not get the recognition he deserved but he was a late round pick And he played like one of the best safeties in football this year. He, he did really well. Um, You know, there was a lot. There was Chase Young, obviously, is probably the front runner because he had a great year and obviously his team made the playoffs. So that helps him as well. But there was a lot of defensive rookies that played really, really, really well. Um, The Panthers first round pick Derek Brown played well on the defensive, on the defensive line for them. Uh, So, you know, there, there's, um, there were some really good rookies all around offensively, if it's not Justin Herbert, it's going to be one of these wide receivers, probably Justin Jefferson, most likely. Clay, Claypool had a great year, but then he kind of trailed off towards the end. But, yeah, if I, I think it's a two-person race between Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. Um,
0: I don't think it is. I think it's Justin Jefferson. Dude broke Randy Moss's records, rookie records with the Vikings. He has been the rookie of the year. There's a quarterback bias for every effing award in football that – if, if you're just going to award good quarterbacks, no matter what, and not taking into account anything else, because the Chargers are a good team. They're a good young team, I should say. They have a roster. It's not like it's just Herbert doing it by himself. I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson was doing it by himself, but if we're just going to award well, good quarterback play, no matter what, there should be a quarterback award. Like there's awards in right. baseball.
1: Right, yeah, no, nah, uh, Justin Jefferson deserves extra credit because he had to deal with Kirk Cousins. So, hey,
0: hey, Kirk Cousins isn't as bad as other quarterbacks in this league, like, you, like you're not losing games because of Kirk Cousins, hey, you're not winning them either. <laughs> whoa, 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 I don't want to, I can't say that. Kirk Cousins was good this year, if you pull up Kirk Cousins stats,
1: like. He ain't bad, no, but, he, but see, he's an empty calorie dude, bro. His stats are always gonna look good, but when you watch the games, it's like, okay, I see, I see why people don't have faith in him because he does not necessarily help you win football games. A lot of his numbers are in are like in garbage time and stuff like that, um, and like if Dalvin Cook isn't having an amazing game running the football, they're usually struggling as a team and as an offense. And to be fair, their defense wasn't as good as they, as they used to be, but. Kirk Cousins isn't like the, you know I mean, he doesn't like move the needle per se. He
0: doesn't move the needle, but he's not losing you games. And with a team like that, that was ravaged by injuries this season, um, I think people are going to sleep on them going in the next season because this was the first time they were under 500 in the Zimmer era. So mm-hmm. what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, no, and, no, and, and you're
1: they're, right. They're, they're, right. they're going to be a team if they draft again well this year, which they had a great draft last year, obviously with Justin Jefferson. There'll be a team that, that'll be good next year. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, the rookies of the year, like I said, I, I I agree with you. I hope it's Justin Jefferson. I love the fact that Devontae Smith won the Heisman. I'm glad it wasn't just, you know, best quarterback on best team. Um, the, you know, I hope – and I think there should be a shift. With with the NFL being so wide open, I don't understand why I'm, – I'm with you. I don't understand why it's automatically a quarterback that always gets awards. I mean, Derek Henry just had a 2,000-yard season, but there's no way in hell he's going to win the MVP. He's my MVP. It's funny that you brought him up because that's exactly what I was about to say. When it comes to the
0: MVP award, in my head, it was like one of those things. I don't want to look it up. I want to think about this season and kind of – who would I say is the most valuable player to their team? Obviously there's the inherent bias of you have to look you kind of look at the playoff teams first, right? Because that goes to the MVP award. Because if it doesn't, Deshaun Watson's the MVP. But right. but right. looking at the, the the realistic people, how is it not Derrick Henry? You know what I mean? Like I, I like this dude since college. I'm I'm a low-key Bama fan when because you know Rutgers football. So I've liked him since then. And I thought it was bullshit. He went in the second round because apparently, you know, running back to the most devalued position in all of football. How is he not the MVP? There's no fucking way the Titans are in the playoffs without him.
1: No, that's a good point. And and I would love for the NFL to make that shift. Like, again, because it's such an offensive game, why not reward all offensive players again? Like, I, I would love for Justin Jefferson to win rookie of the year. I would love for Derrick Henry to win MVP, it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers, but I, but I would love for Derek Henry to win MVP. Cause I think that makes the game more interesting when we acknowledge that yeah, quarterbacks might be the most important position, but because of the way the NFL is all offensive players are important. You know what I mean? Like Justin Jefferson, his, it wasn't empty calorie stats. Like those yards helped. They won a lot of games when he was balling, you know what I mean? His best games usually resulted in a win. Like you said, The Titans do not make the playoffs without Derrick Henry. So he is obviously a most valuable player for his team for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had an amazing year.
0: Aaron Rodgers, and and according to ESPN, I'm on ESPN, and I'm looking at passing leaders right now. He's not top five. Just saying. Like, like if he wins the MVP, it's kind of bullshit, and we're just giving it to a quarterback. That's a good point. Because the top five passing leaders for yards – Deshaun Watson is number one with over 4,800 yards. Patrick Mahomes is number two with about 4,700 yards. Tom Brady is three with 40, over 4,600 yards. Matt Ryan and then Josh Allen are four and five. When you look at the rushing, obviously Derrick Henry, Dalvin, and then Dalvin Cook, then Jonathan Taylor. And then you got Aaron Jones, Green Bay's running back, at 1,100 yards. To, to to Green Bay's credit, you got Devonta Adams at fifth for receiving yards with over 1,300 yards, and there, so you have two you have these three top five categories, right? Aaron Rodgers ain't in the top five of the quarterbacks, so if we're just going, we have to turn the MVP to a quarterback award if Aaron Rodgers beats out Derrick Henry to make.
1: No, that's a good point. I mean, Josh Allen's another candidate now that you mentioned that because you know the Bills winning the division. And being second in the conference, like that's nothing to sneeze at. No,
0: I'd be I'd be I'd be more okay with Josh Allen winning it than Aaron Rodgers winning it. And that's just me. I, I give over Derrick Henry. I want Derrick Henry to win it. But if a quarterback was to win it and it was Josh Allen, I wouldn't be mad at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um for defensive since we're doing the awards, we might as well do it now. For defensive player of the year, I think and you can call me biased if you want. I think it has to go to T.J. Watt. I mean, he's like top five in like everything, like QB pressures, sacks. I believe he led the league in sacks. I don't, I don't know, cause I know he didn't play the last week, so I don't know if uh, somebody caught him. But well, last time Watt I sh- led the league in sacks with 15. Then it was Aaron Donald with 13 and a half.
0: Then it was Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans with 13 and a half. Hassan Reddick from Arizona with 12 and a half and Zadarius Smith from Green Bay with 12 and a half are
1: both tied at four yeah so I mean TJ Watt had like you know lived the league in sacks I think he was also like at one point he was leading the league in like everything sacks QB hits QB pressures you know what's crazy with the tackles though and and I'm just going
0: to read them to you because look at all the teams that are on the top five defensive leaders for tackles you got Zach Cunningham from Houston Texans with uh, 164 total tackles Jalon smith from the cowboys with 154 total tackles blake martinez from big blue with 151 total tackles joe Sher- sherbert i can't say that name save my life jacksonville ja- uh, jaguars 141 and then you got devin white from the bucks the only team that's in the
1: playoffs with 140 right and their defense wasn't that great well it makes sense if you're on the, if you're on the field a lot you're probably- yeah.
0: oh yeah that, that's the that's the that's the weirdest part about picking defensive player
1: of the year it, it, it's it's uh, a well, that's why you usually look at, like, tackles for loss, which I think I believe T.J. Watt – well, I know for a fact at least at one point in the season he was leading in that too. So I, I think it's T.J. Watt because he's he has to be top three in, like, all, like, the major categories besides tackles, obviously. Um, but, like, you know, the ones that count, you know, sacks, QB pressures, tackles for loss, all that stuff. And um, in, in the entire
0: NFL, the only person – people that have more touchdowns than Derrick Henry are Devonta Adams with 18 – and alvin kamara with 21
1: derrick yeah. henry
0: has 17 touchdowns yeah that's awesome so that's i'm good. just saying like if it's not just my defensive bias hating on quarterbacks, saying they shouldn't get the mvp this year
1: no no i i agree derrick henry should definitely get it i'm trying to i'm trying to pull up
0: the tackles for loss in uh, the accurate way on the site right now um but that's your, your your hometown dude is is your is your guy. I can't argue with
1: that. You know what I mean. And he does lead the league in tackles for loss with twenty six. There you go. So you know you lead the league in those sacks and tackles for loss. I mean, how are you not defensive player of the year? Yo,
0: and I'm seeing this for the first time. You know, I, I don't look up stats like this because especially when your team is under five hundred, who cares? Leonard Williams is eighth in finished eighth in the league for tackles for loss. mm Hmm. Yeah, that's where you feel, for sure. And he had 11 and a half sacks. I mean, I mean dude, he, he he shut me up all year. I was happy. Before he had those sacks, he was getting those pressures to where when you're watching the line and you see somebody getting double-teamed, you're still seeing him break through the line. Okay, he doesn't get to the quarterback, but that's pressuring the quarterback. That's exactly what you want. But exactly. I digress because he ain't – don't worry, everybody. He's not my defensive player of the year. I would have to probably give it to – looking at the stats, TJ Watt. It's one of those things where I didn't watch enough Steelers games based off where they are in the playoffs, based off the stats alone, he's really is at the top of a lot of these ones. And, and shout-outs to Hassan Reddick from, from the Cardinals and Aaron Donald from the Rams, because I think if you say either of those two guys' names, you're not wrong either. Right. Broquan no, Smith, the linebacker from the Bears, is fourth in, in tackles for loss, so shout-out to him because he's the only one that's, like, in the tackles for loss that I didn't already
1: name. Yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, I agree with that. I think TJ should get it. And I'll be happy for him. Um, but yeah, man, let's talk. Let's talk playoffs. Let's talk. Let's talk what's going forward. I, like I said, I, I,
0: well, the games. Well, the first game's on right now as we're recording. Yep. Buffalo Colts. Um, we got two more games today, like you said before. We got a couple games tomorrow. It's gonna be funny because by the time most people listen to this, these games are gonna be played, right? So we're between a rock and a hard place. So while we're still technically before we know anything about this. Who do you got, or who do you want, in both conference championships?
1: Uh, obviously, I would love the Steelers and the. I would like, you know what, you know, I'll take the challenge. I would love Steelers Chiefs. I, I want to see if we could slow down Patrick Mahomes. I would, I would, I would love to see it. And if you lose at Kansas City to Patrick Mahomes, you can't be upset about that. I would like to say, see Steelers Chiefs in the in the uh, AFC, in the NFC. To be very honest with you, I could care less. Uh, when the Panthers don't make the playoffs, I really could care less about the NFC. Um, I guess I like Russell Wilson. So, you know, Seahawks and, uh, you know, you know, what, Seahawks and Saints wouldn't be bad. You know, see Drew Brees. And I don't know. I don't know if the, if the, uh, if they would, uh, what are they the two seed? And that's uh, what I, I have no idea. I'm trying, I was actually trying to look. up. I don't even know if that's realistic or not. Cause I don't know. I don't know if they would meet in the second, in the second round or not, but or you read my mind. I was just like, I don't actually know the seeds this year. So I'm trying to think of like, you know, I know green Bay won the the number one seed. And I think the saints are two. So I don't know if the Seahawks are, Oh no, the Seahawks would have to be three because Washington's four. So it couldn't be, it couldn't be Seattle. uh Saints, it would have to be Seattle or somebody else. But if as long as the Saints or Seattle make it to the NFC championship game, I'll be happy with that. See, Drew Brees try to get one more before he retires because this would probably be his last year. Um, so that would be cool. I
0: don't, man, to keep it 100 with you, I, I'm cheering for somebody out of the AFC between the Bills, the Titans, and the Ravens. I'm not gonna lie, if the Browns had some type of run, I wouldn't mind just you know, I, I root for the underdogs if my teams are out. I like to see people who ain't 1 1, really. So, like the Bills, obviously Titans because of Derrick Henry, or the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. But when it comes to the NFC side, that's where my bias comes in because I don't give a shit about any of them. I want all of them to lose. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. You
0: know, like, I'm just keeping it real. Like I'm looking yeah, at it, obviously, I'm I, not
1: rooting for the Browns nor the Ravens. Screw pretty that. Much
0: the Bucks or the Rams are the only two teams in the. And I guess the Seahawks. So I like you. I like Russell Wilson um so and i'm not gonna hate on russell wilson i've been a fan of him since he got drafted so the, out of those three i don't know I, i'm trying to look at the what would be a realistic matchup and i'm not sure but if, if we get a buccaneers rams is that is are they playing is that the game i don't even know
1: but Buck, the bucks play washington and the rams play the seahawks mm. ram seahawks can't wait for that yeah yeah, so you know, damn man, what a what a heavyweight matchup up in the wild card round, right? But but that's what I'm saying, like, I, and and that's why. So I was of the mindset I didn't like this adding seven teams because I don't like mediocre teams making the playoffs. The playoffs are supposed to be for the the best teams in the league, especially in a fo- sport like football, where you don't want to see the Chiefs beat a bad team, but somebody important gets hurt. So now that hurts their chances of winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, as a football fan, you don't want to see that. Um, but, like I said, if if they're going to keep doing it this way, and, and the NFL is clamoring for more games, you see it. If you're going to do that, then fine. Just go all the way, put eight teams in, but just give everybody a bye. Because at least you have that week of rest and recuperation before you play. Now again, it's still football, anything can happen. One bad hit, one bad juke, one bad something and somebody important could go could go down. But I don't think it's fair for a team to go cuz the Bills went 13 and 3, but yet they have to play in wild card weekend. Like that's absurd to me. You know what I mean? Like if that's the case everybody should just play. If you can go 13 and 3, and have to play wild card weekend then everybody should play wild card weekend that's just that's just me
0: no i feel you on that it's it's absurd to think a team that won 13 games is playing wild card weekend but football man it's one of the best parts about the sport too it's like you're never actually safe from the game so i i i, I see both sides of that and i'm cool with it but you know what? we messed up because you went right to the playoffs and since we're in this rock and hard place because it's literally happening as we're recording. Right. The draft itself, mm-hmm. I think me and you both believe, the upcoming 2021 draft, everybody, because I know we've been talking about previous drafts. Obviously, me and you think Trevor Lawrence goes number one. Mm-hmm. With all the rumors of Deshaun Watson being unhappy, because that, I want to talk to you about that more than the playoffs, because that pissed mm-hmm. me off. Deshaun Watson's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's one of those quarterbacks I was praying that the Giants would trade up or back for, I can't remember, and just take Deshaun Watson. Just take him and, and have him, you know, wait behind Eli all those years ago already. Like, and, and now he's unhappy in Texas because he wanted the Chiefs offensive coordinator. He got told by Mahomes they, they spoke to each other. And the G or the owner never even entertained talking to Eric B mm-hmm. And now you have an unhappy franchise quarterback. Listen, I got to keep it hundred. My cousin diehard Cowboys fan was saying this about the good old boys club with his Cowboys. The disrespect some of these black quarterbacks get, even though they're the franchise quarterbacks makes no damn sense. Deshaun Watson is such a good talent. I don't even see NFL fans, haters, whatever, ever saying a bad word about him. I don't understand how you don't cater to exactly what he wants and build your team around him. And with that being said, I would love for the Jets at number two to trade a couple picks and maybe Sam Darnold and acquire Deshaun Watson. Now you could be like, well, they'll be in the same problem he has in Texas. Uh, with the Texans, he, you know, you have a good quarterback with no team around him. The Jets have picks, like enough to trade and still have picks.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And they have cap space, and they'll probably cater to him. Well, here's the thing. My cousin – so I was texting my cousin, ironically, who's a Cowboys fan, and he made a good point. He like, he's like, honestly, I'm not going to make this a black and white thing because Aaron Rodgers didn't, didn't pick before, and Tom Brady didn't have any stain – didn't have enough stain in, in, in New England, which is why he left. And these are two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who are white. So that's an NFL mindset, not just a you're black, shut up and, and throw the football. Oh, yeah. I
0: didn't think it was your black, shut up and throw the football. I guess it's, it's an East Coast bias that's inherent with uh, the deep South accent.
1: No, 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 exactly. And it doesn't help that Bob McNair, rest in peace, was the one that said, you know, the, the inmates are running the, running the jail a couple of years ago before he died. Um, so, you know, there, there is some aspect to that when you think of the Houston Texans. Um,
0: which, which is also which is just annoying. You know, like, I don't want to make it a, a race thing. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. Because with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they weren't even picked as high as Deshaun Watson. True. Deshaun Watson, off rip, was getting paid more, you know, percentage-wise because of, where you know, draft placement than those other guys. Deshaun Watson is the franchise quarterback of a young franchise. Like he's the history, essentially. It goes J.J. Watt, Andre Johnson, Deshaun Watson. That's your holy tri- uh, trinity in Houston Texan history. True. Like mm-hmm. you might be, there might be some Texans fans getting mad at me because I didn't say Arian Foster, but when it comes to the football guys, Deshaun Watson's your history. J.J. Watt is your history. Andre Johnson's your history. And, and the fact that I'm reading reports that he's pissed that he didn't even get a real- well, we'll see, we'll see. When but, he was he was told he would be involved. I, I I'm with you that those are good examples. Tom Brady's a great example. Aaron Rodgers is a great example. But when it comes to these big city markets,
1: yeah. But but also, and I'm trying I'm trying to be you know unbiased here because I agree with you wholeheartedly because I said the same thing. But realistically, you gotta look at it like this. Like, I, well, I look at it both sides, right? So one football is so much different than basketball where it doesn't even though you're the quarterback it doesn't matter who you are at the end of the day no one's bigger than the team because you need a team around you so we're not going to just cater to one person but two i look at it also like yeah but even from a business perspective if you just gave him all this money why wouldn't you put people around him that he's comfortable working with if if you if if he wants eric enemy, why would you not at least interview Eric Bianami if he wants a GM and honestly the GM part, that doesn't bother me because it's more, I, I can understand where owners like, you know what I'm going to hire the GM that I want and don't worry. We'll try to work with you and get players that you, that you want and maybe a head coach that you want, but let me at least pick my guy who's going to, because I'm, I am the one that paying the bills. So I want to make sure I get a GM that I know I trust to pick players. Um, so that part doesn't bother me. And yes, they told him he was going to have say, but w- that's happened before where people have lied and said, you know, you'll have say, but you don't have say. But <clears throat> it, and people forget this, this goes back to last year where they traded D Hop without even, you know, asking Deshaun Watson about it. They just did it.
0: Yeah. That's that, that, that actually went into my train of thought before I said it because I know there's going to be people like, well, I got to play the card. But let's be real, guys. I don't see this happening. With a Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, even five years from now.
1: But well, and I also want to flip the other way too here, too. Um, because <clears throat> like I said, I don't business wise, it would make sense if I have a young star quarterback. Why wouldn't I want to put people around him that he's comfortable with, that he feels that he can have success with? That's just me. But I will say this too. I'm starting to worry about Eric Bianomi because not only did the Texans not interview him. Or, or aren't planning on interview him. It seems like Jacksonville's is ho on Urban Meyer for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> for, so, I, I got you to say for whatever reason. Yeah, because I don't – anybody that thinks Urban Meyer is going to be a great NFL coach is an idiot, but whatever. Uh, great. great for another pod. We'll have plenty of time, by the way. It's looking – Right. Uh, you know, great college coach, one of the greatest of all time, but NFL coach, hell no. But here's, here's why I say that. The Texans especially, I'm surprised because I – if you were, if I was a betting man, which thank God I'm not, I would have said the enemy to the Texans was a done deal because it just made so much sense to me. The enemy with Deshaun Watson, put some more receivers around him. That team's going to be amazing, right? Um, at least that offense is going to be amazing. Um, but Jacksonville is probably the second most attractive job because, it, especially if you think that Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. So the fact that both of those franchises didn't even think about Eric B I'm starting to think there's something about Eric B that people just don't like. I don't know what it is, because, especially when we see it where there's no name, name another time where you have this historic offense that people don't try to pick apart and take coordinators from, you know what I mean? Like we saw it with Sean McVay, everybody, you know, uh, uh, the Bengals coach came from that system. You know what I mean? Like, so, The fact that the Chiefs are running this historic offense and everybody's saying that it's Andy Reid and Eric bien at the head of this snake. And the fact that nobody's even like, you know, he he was a token interview for the Rooney Rule last year. But then this year, people aren't even giving him an interview.
0: You you know what it could be? And I'm trying to take the positive spin of this. Maybe he knows the Chiefs job is his whenever Andy hangs it up. It could be as simple as that. He, He might want to keep riding the winning train, and Andy might be like, hey, man, I don't know if I'm going to be here for the next 10 years. So why would he leave? Because I'm, I'm assuming the money in Kansas City is good. The culture in Kansas City is good. The winning in Kansas City is good. Depending on how this all season goes, if they go back to back, you know, it's a good problem to have that you didn't leave, but you stayed and won championships.
1: Maybe. I mean, and you're right. That might It might be a Josh Daniels situation because a lot of people are speculating. That's why Josh Daniels turned down the coach job at the last minute um because he knows that bill's gonna be out in the next couple years and he'll be the next head coach and you're right that that could easily be a thing andy Reid is getting old uh getting older um that could that could easily be it but if that's not it i'm starting to get worried because like i said those are the two jobs it's like i said the texans more than jacksonville because i don't well, think everybody weird needs. too man
0: because we football yeah, from a culture standpoint right it's you fail upward sometimes, and then there's other times where there's a bunch of shadow politics at work. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Gase is a sure thing to get a great coaching job with Saban or Belichick, and he's one of the worst head coaches of this modern era, right? And then there's other guys like uh Harbaugh in Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's just re signed and he was he's had a mediocre run in Michigan. But if he's happy and the culture is happy, good for you. We don't know if E.B. got a job lined up in, for a college that he really wants to just be at. Like, there's people that pick jobs based off their personal life that we have no idea about. Like, the Harbaugh went home to Michigan. He he seems to be very happy, even though they haven't won the way they were hoping to. He's he's in a good situation at, at, from all for all intents and purposes. Like, he seems happy, and they seem happy. So stay happy, right? Right.
1: No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm just no. like Matt
0: Rule. We didn't see him being an NFL coach three years ago. We didn't even know his name like that,
1: right? So we don't that's, know. But that's but that's what I'm saying. But even that, so Joe Brady came today that the Jets are interviewing him, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's so weird that we see that all the time. Where like when the offense is 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 going places, you see the names involved get interest early, and the fact that Eric Bieniemy hasn't even gotten close to a job yet. Like I'm hoping it's what you're saying. I'm hoping it's simply because he knows that Andy Reid is gonna to try to win one more Super Bowl and get out of there. And and he'll be the next in line. I'm hoping that's what it is. Because I, I would hate to see him just never get an opportunity. Um, cause I like I said I've I've never seen that before. Especially in today's NFL. We see it with Kyle Shanahan. We saw we saw, you know I mean? We see it all the time when when even Steve Sarkeesian keeps getting jobs, like when you run when you're an offensive guy and you have a system that, that is proven to work, people usually jump at the opportunity to 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 take you. So I don't, you know, it's weird. And like I said, I thought him to the Texans made all the sense in the world. Jacksonville, maybe not, because you know, you you know, no, I don't think anybody besides Trevor Lawrence, there's not much about that team you would like.
0: But well, well Houston, Jacksonville got picks and, and cap space coming too.
1: No, no, they do. They do rebuild but,
0: that team with this draft.
1: Yeah, you would you would think they, they blew up Saxonville.
0: I'm just saying they did it before, but like the weird part for me when it comes to Jacksonville is they're a young team just like the Panthers, right? Yep, in same their here. short time, they've had the same amount of playoff appearances as the Jets. And they and you know they equally get shit for being bad. The Jaguars have been more competitive more recently and have built an elite defense within the last five years. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. So they've shown competence. And not for nothing, the Cod fam, the Con family is more respected than other owners, or I should say more well-liked than other owners in the NFL. They've they, they shown that if you show up, we will pay you. So I think there's a lot to Jacksonville that just goes under the radar. Besides the obvious, they're a Florida team, and you'll make more money because they're taking less taxes. Right. Right. So I don't think they'll have a problem acquiring talent, especially if they get Trevor Lawrence, and even Urban Meyer. Man, there's a lot of people that already got coached by him in the league. So at least you you know certain free agents will sign up real quick.
1: Right. No, that's that's true. And uh, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, uh, he did not play that great in the semifinals. And my and and I wanted and I wanted to segue back to this because I was going to talk about this later. This is why you don't tank, bro. Because at the end of the day. Trevor Lawrence, I hope you're used to what you saw last Saturday because that's what you're going to have at least for the next year, maybe the next two or three. Well, football, you cannot just tank. It is such such a team sport. Even if Trevor Lawrence is everything we think he's going to be, if that team can't block for him, if he doesn't have receivers that can catch and get separation, if he doesn't have a run game, if he doesn't have a defense, they're not going to win games, and his life is going to be miserable. Um, you saw Joe Burrow have success because even though they ha- even though they don't have an offensive line, they had receivers. So he was having success until he got hurt because they couldn't even block for him. You see what I'm saying? Like, so oh, no, I see it, man. And Justin
0: Fields balled out. So it's even funnier. All these Jets fans that were bitching about winning a game, you might just mess up and acquire a quarterback anyway if you if you're not happy with Sam Darnold. I I but- just I don't I don't get it at all like like i said earlier with jumping from nine to six because looking at the mock drafts as a giants fan that i am we need linebackers we need a corner and we need a number one receiver right and we can get all three depending on who the best talent available is at 11 right like tanking in football to your point makes zero sense because again Trevor Lawrence is is a consensus number one pick. Me and you are not saying he's not number one, right? Right. Healing is obviously the highest. We're saying he's not going to be what we saw his freshman year in the NFL. Right. He wasn't what we saw his freshman year in college this year.
1: Right. And not only that, it's the same reason why I kept saying the Jets should trade down if they get it. Because my thing is, if you have a quarterback already, and Sam Darnold might not be an elite quarterback, but I do think he's a starting franchise caliber quarterback a la maybe a Kirk Cousins, right? I think, you, I think your Steelers should trade for him. I would, I would do it. But if you have a quarterback like Sam Darnold, why not trade down and get more picks so that you can surround him with that talent? Because even if you do take a guy like Justin Fields, number two, there's a good chance three years from now you're having that same conversation like, oh, should we take another quarterback out of whatever school or should we build around Justin Fields? Because if you don't have a good team, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. It really doesn't. So I got the Todd McShay mock-up right now,
0: and I'm just going to run down up to 11 because of the Giants for you. Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. Duh. The Jets take Penny Sewell out of Oregon, the the offensive. I, I like that pick. The Dolphins take Devonta Smith out of Bama. That's a good pick. Atlanta Falcons take Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. And I, and, I, and I don't get that. I, I, I don't get the hype for certain quarterbacks. I think that's, but you know, could be wrong. The Falcons actually have a good track record of drafting quarterbacks. So what do I know? Cincinnati Bengals take uh, the old lineman out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater. The Philadelphia Eagles tanked for who? Mika Parsons, the inside linebacker out of Penn State. Detroit <laughs> Lions select Jamar Chase, wide out, LSU. The Panthers, bum, bum, bum take tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. The Broncos take inside linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu. Mm-hmm. I can't say that name. I was I, like, I said Jeremiah, I'm like, why are you lying to yourself, bro? You have no idea how to pronounce that name. Dallas Cowboys take Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback out of Bama. And honestly, I fucking hate that pick, which means it's a good pick because I would like him on the Giants if that were to be the thing. But Todd McShay has the G-men taking Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, Florida, D-end, an outside linebacker. Once again, not against taking a defensive guy, but according to this mock, right, not counting the wide receivers that were already taken because if they're still there, I think we should take those receivers, right? If they're the ones that were already off the board, according to Todd, are there, we need to take them. But we need a number one. Like, I like Darius Slayton. He's not a number one. Todd has Justin Fields falling to 15 to the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't see, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. I, I don't get how the BYU quarterback goes before Justin Fields.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, when they science like that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah, this isn't the greatest year for quarterbacks outside of Trevor Lawrence. So a lot of people's opinion, two, you know, two through five is a crapshoot because Some people have Trey Lance as the second best quarterback in the draft. Um, some people have Mac Jones. So you know, it's it's one of those. It depends on what the team wants. But again, another reason why it's like, well, all right, well, cool. If you're a top, if you're one of those teams that need a quarterback, but you also need stuff, other things like the Jets.
0: You know, who, you know who Todd McShay has Trey Lance going where?
1: Nineteen
0: to the Washington Football Team. There you go. That's not but would you actually, I'm, I'm supposed to hate them, but I, I wouldn't even be mad at that. That's a good draft selection mm-hmm. at that spot. I just don't get how the BYU quarterback is going before the Ohio State quarterback. And I know that OSU doesn't have the best track record, but better competition, more more consistent
1: NFL talent in the Big Ten. Yeah, but, Yeah. But Josh Allen went to, went to Wyoming. You know what I mean? So sometimes that doesn't matter. It's you, you got to see what, what the tape and say, well, does his skills translate to the, Oh, again,
0: I'm, I'm admitting how wrong I was because I did this last year or two years ago with Daniel Jones and I was pissed. We picked a Duke quarterback over the Ohio state Buckeye. So I'm not saying this is a, this is pure NFL math, right? I'm just saying I don't get how they choose certain quarterbacks because again, I will repeat this forever. Deshaun Watson, what didn't go
1: first? Mitch Trubisky did. Yeah, well, that was just NFL racism, and we know that. <laughs> Oh, that's NFL racism. Okay. That, no, that, that's come on, stop it. But yeah, I mean, the there, you know, I and I, and, and I didn't want to leave you out, just so you
0: know. I, I was scrolling for your team, and do, and do you know who Todd 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 Todd? Sorry, dated reference, but I still think that's funny. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers take Najee Harris,
1: running back. I, I would take that in a heartbeat. I know that's why I really wanted to tell you. <laughs> that's why I was like, "Yeah, that's a no offense to you, James Conner, but we need a running back." Oh, would you yeah. mean
0: James Conner? Is it Le'Veon Bell?
1: No, nah, I could
0: have for- sworn he was Le'Veon Bell. That's what Steelers fans were saying.
1: Yeah, those Steelers fans are idiots. So oh, okay, and probably racist. I hate to say it, but is James Conner white? <laughs> No, no, but <laughs> trust not, me,
0: trust when me. You said that, I just was like, I really had a second-guess myself. I'm like, am I losing my mind?
1: <laughs> no, no, trust me. I, I remember being in those Steeler uh, fan pages. It, it got a little rough. But anyway, yeah, I mean, first of all, I love the Jets pick because, again, getting Justin Fields or or even Zach Wilson is great at too. but if there's nobody around him, like, you know that sucks. They had, from what I'm hearing, the the rookie lineman they got uh, Beckman was had a great year this year. So why not get another offensive lineman to at least give yourself a good offensive line, and then with your other picks, take a wide receiver because they need a number one. You know what I mean? Like I I love that approach. Like why don't we at least see if Sam Darnold is good by building a team around him? Like that. Like I, that's that's how you should evaluate your team. I know Jets fans are I know a lot of Jets fans that are over Sam Darnold. I think he's a bum. But it's like, yo, like I don't even think that's fair. Like how, when when has he had a chance to really prove himself? Like who is he who is he throwing to? Who was his uh lineman? Who was on defense? Like that team was guard, who was his coach? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I I I uh I love that pick for the Jets. Um and I you know, I think it's gonna be an interesting draft. We'll talk about more about the draft as we get closer. We'll probably you know, we'll probably do a whole mock draft. But yeah, I'm I'm just excited, man. I like this super playoff. Um, I think in a year that I'm I'm just happy that the year went through. I honestly didn't think they were gonna finish this. Yeah, before we sign off, we gotta give props because the NFL,
0: we me and you both doubted every game would get played. To their credit, every game got played. And to their credit, since they didn't have fans in the stands, they would just play whenever they could which allowed every game to get played. I right. did not see this happening. I'm happy it did. I'm happy that it wasn't the clusterfuck me and you really thought it was going to be. It got close, but you're right. Well, at the beginning, there you could tell a couple people really weren't taking it seriously. Again, to reflect on how bad of a bust Dwayne Haskins seems to be right now, how not serious he took it was just a bad look from the standpoint of, you have bad people around you if you're this oblivious. Like, yeah. not bad people as in the sense of uh, morally bad, but just th- they are not the friends you need right now. Yeah. And and I'm happy that overall the NFL handles it, man. Like, there wasn't a lot of – there wasn't as many COVID outbreaks that we thought there were going to be because me and you, especially being the basketball fans and, you know, I, I'm in the MMA – these contained bubbles we were seeing in sports. Me and you did not get why they were traveling and didn't have like four set bubbles, but to their credit, they figured it out and they did it in a good way.
1: Yeah, they did. I'll, I'll give credit when credit was due. My is kind of got screwed over the most, which is why I'm, uh you mentioned the Browns earlier. I don't feel bad for the Browns. Like you wouldn't
0: t- feel bad. For, I wouldn't feel bad for the Eagles. I, I, let's keep it real. I, I don't expect you to feel bad for the Browns. Like well, no,
1: but, but just off the just off the strength of sucks to suck, because I, I truly believe one of the reasons why we win that three game losing streak was because we just got you know, we were just tired. Like we played four games in 19 days. Like that's crazy. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like you know, we kind of got screwed over by COVID the most, and, and it wasn't even our team. It was literally the teams that we kept playing that had outbreaks when when, when it was time to play us. Um, you know, so that sucked. Um, so I, I feel bad for Browns, but at the same time, I don't. You barely, you barely beat a team that didn't play, like, all their best players in a game that you had to win to make the playoffs. So Browns almost browned again. Juju, please stop talking trash because if they – Freaking beat us tomorrow. I'm going. I'm going to lose my shit. Um, Cause I thought you learned your lesson with the whole dancing on the logo thing. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin should have won Coach of the Year. He won't, and that sucks. Uh, you jinxed him. But that's okay. I, <laughs> I, I forgive you. We didn't record it, so I couldn't technically jinx him. No, you jinxed him because you mentioned it three times. I said I don't want to do this recording, and sure enough, <laughs> here we are. But. With that being said, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope everybody enjo- gets to enjoy football. I can't wait to see how the playoffs shake out. Go ahead, Charles. You can you usually do the wrap up. So okay. You
0: can, you can find us at www.thedope.blog. You can find us at the dope blog, the underscore dope blog on IG, at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. I'm at notthechuckd on all the socials. The unforbredable one. Did you say that at the beginning? I did. Okay, making sure. I, I like I, I blaked out for a second. I'm like, did you break your streak? Even Asia, when you call me just to call me, is like, oh, it's the un- it's the And I'm just like, stop. This is exactly what he wants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's watching my girl. I love you, Asia. <laughs> but uh, tell them where they can find you, bro. I'm at Never me. That's n-e-v-a underscore the number four b-r-e-t-t underscore m-e. And me and we, the dope blog, will be coming back
0: for another bullshit network. Where we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman eighty four, mm. the the modern day Godfather two, the modern day. I'm kidding. That is a joke. I, I think I heard a couple of heads explode just now, uh, but I just want to let everyone know if you got anything you want us to review, talk about, spoiler talk. It will be a full spoiler episode, so heads up. Hit us up. Brett stays asking divisive ass questions on his Instagram stories, and those are fun. So,
1: peace. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working.